0: Two, Forever Canon The podcast where we talk about Underground uh, Everything is underground I'm Justin I'm Tim And this <laughs> week on Forever Canon We're going to cover chapters 17 through 20 Of Fate of the Jedi Book 1 Outcast There is not a single time that I don't almost say Legacy of the Force I know You take that little half a... Half second a beat, half, half a beat. Center my, my chi. Yeah. Get the correct answer. But yeah, that's what we're up to this week. Chapter 17 through 20 of yes. Blah, 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 uh, Outcast. Yes. See, maybe I'll just do that. I'll just like fast forward mouth through it and then... And then nobody knows that. And anyway. then like I don't have to uh, bear the burden of getting everything right all the time. No memory required. But that's this week. Pum pum pum. What? How does this go? Marker. That's this week. <laughs> but, but first... first. Bum, bum, bum. Previously, a Forever Cannon. Luke senses lies from the Baron Doe. Tahiri's in the news, which is bad news for the Jedi. Amelia's adventure lands a long-distance feeling. And Valen is sentenced to carbonite. Leia senses some glowies. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened last time in a succinct little nutshell for you. But this week... We start with chapter seventeen, and we start in the depths of Kessel, where Leia touches a glowy floater. Which, thinking of it now, the way it's de- it's described, it's like you know, it's got like a outer membrane. It's like an orb, it's mm-hmm. like a floating orb with this outer membrane that Leia reaches, touches through her hand, um, through the membrane, and then there's all kinds of like swirling lights and stuff in there, which I think. Looks like a tiny version of the the uh, Cirque du Soleil performance in the background of the Darth Plagueis chat. Okay, you know what I mean, where it's all like f- wispy, floaty uh, trails of, of lights and shimmering, yeah, whatever the hell. Or that's that's I think what these little dudes look like.
1: And and in my head, I picture them way bigger than they actually are.
0: I don't know how big are they.
1: Well, <laughs> I I picture them like six foot diameter like i picture them huge oh well, that's crazy yeah yeah i've <laughs> in my head i picture them, giant. them
0: roughly uh one and a half times basketball diameter okay and my best analog can
1: be you're you know, crazy you know those <laughs> like plastic balls that they stick people in there where they can run around and bounce to are each you other? crazy like that big
0: like inflatable soccer type of thing <laughs> yeah. dude you're mental no way <laughs> I don't know why. No way. These things are like... They're like... Smaller than an open umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I know that, but in my head, they yeah. seem way and bigger. And I think they look like that weird performance thing that was uh, going on in the background yeah. of the... Uh, uh, many paths to power the Jedi wouldn't tell you about.
1: Like a bigger version you'd, of the of those Tesla things. Yeah. You just put your hand on it?
0: Sort of, but like not electrical arcs, right? More like... The other thing I thought about what it looked like was like, um, Yuna from Final Fantasy 10 mm-hmm. when she does ascending and okay, like the yeah. spirits like, whoosh, there's a the pyrefly. Yes. That's what they were <laughs> fucking called. Fireflies. What a cool name though. Yeah. I love it. Anyways. Um, that's like what's inside these glowing orbs. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and uh, Leia, anywho, Leia touches one and it feels like the glow floater boy is intended to function <clears throat> as it could be a girl as a data card. I'm sure it's genderless. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyways, these glowy things are information yeah. keepers. They they. It feels like a data card, like a sad, sad data card. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then Han and Leia hike some more, and all the plants and animals are scary to Han Solo. Scaredy pants, Han Solo, who yeah, as we said, has been <laughs> having his. Uh, invulnerability and people that he loves in his family chipped away from him slowly over time. Chip, 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 chip. Yeah. Latest one, of course, being Jason Solo. So now he's scared of everything. I think that's what, you know, we talked about that last time. Yeah, we did. I think that's how that's manifesting. Yeah. Worldwide. And he's,
1: he's a little more, um, he, humanized, humanized oh, yeah. because of it. Yeah. 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 Well, less of a hero and more of a normal person. And not,
0: not even less. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe more of a hero. Because you're still doing all the things, even though you're scared. You're not. Yes. You know. You know what I mean. Like you're not foolish, uh, headstrong, charging into the problems. Like I am. I have plot armor. I am <laughs> vulnerable to all yeah.
1: things. Yeah. Yeah. Showing a bit more uh, bravery than just uh, rashness and.
0: And if I were him, I'd be scared of all the shit down here too. I mean, there's it's. It's giant centipedes, it's exploding mushrooms that kill you or, yeah. or something. There's all kinds of gross and bad shit down here.
1: Giant centipedes, there's my nightmare.
0: Eventually they, they hike till they find no shit, right? Oh, I f- <laughs> I got you so good yeah. when we played that, that <laughs> <Yeah>. one time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, centipedes in a shaft. Dun 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 Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Han and Leia hark- hike some more, hark some more. They hike until they find another bogey coming yeah. out of the machine. They call them bogeys, which I think sucks. Glow floater is way better. This one, though, says Leia is, you know, she's getting better at talking to these things as she goes. And this one, she gets more of a words feeling from it. And it says cycle ending. The data will be lost. And it shows her center point and a galaxy's worth of gravity wells. And then Han makes an offhand unimportant little comment. Centerpoint station was all about gravity. It's super tractor beam was gravitic in nature. Han glanced along the seemingly endless row of machinery. Could this be from the same makers? The so-called Celestials? Doesn't look that old. Neither did Centerpoint. Here's a question for you, Tim. Who and what are the Celestials?
1: Oh, God, I have no
0: idea. Has it ever been mentioned before that, to your knowledge? No. Welcome to Fate of the Jedi. This unimportant little comment that just flies under the radar. Oh, it's made by the same people who made Centerpoint. The, this mysterious ancient race that had technological advancements over gravity that in the current era, we can't understand. Yeah. We didn't know how Centerpoint worked. We just knew how to fire it. Mm-hmm. and then we blew it up. You know, as you do as weapons of mass destruction are wont to do. <laughs> and um now they're in the in the caves of Kessel under the mines and it's all ancient machinery and floaty orbs of information that are saying cycle yeah. ending whatever whatever. Yep. And then Han's like blah blah blah, celestials. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Which is like, you know, that's all right. We're 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 18 chapters into a nine book series. And he just drops this piece of, this like title to this piece of information yeah. that we've had before. And that's what stood out to me as like, well, now you're, now you're labeling a thing that we've had vague information about before. Yeah. I'm sure with this massive underground complex, like we're going to dig into this mystery of. Where did some of this shit come from? That's here before our understanding of the universe.
1: Yeah, with the which is very interesting. With the floating blobs of information, that was probably used for that reason.
0: Well, who knows? Because they don't know. There's just they're collecting some. Leia can't figure out what the information is that they're collecting. It's just show. It shows her these images, but then we cut to half an hour later. Yes. You betcha. For the third time, I think, in this book. First, we did it when their electronics were down, when they got mm-hmm. bogeyed the first time, right? And then the first time they went hiking, right? After the, the cave collapsed yeah, on them.
1: Yeah, half an hour to where they were. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. And then here we go. Half an hour later. Why? <laughs> yeah. I know. Why? I wish I could ask Aaron Alston. Why are you using the same specific transition over and over again? Well, over and over again, being three times in 18 chapters, okay? Not absurd.
1: Yeah. But noticeable. Only. I noticed
0: it, he used them too close together the first
1: time. Yeah. Year. Only with Han and Leia, though. He hasn't had any of those time things. Maybe, well, knowing a little later in the chapters, I'll talk about it more then, but. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I just stop saying the same thing. Stop typing the same thing over and over. Where's your editor, bud? <laughs> Breaking Proto. RIP fed smoker. Okay. All right. For anybody who knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway. 30 minutes later. On I find a big magnet. Oh my God. Not just any magnet. A super electromagnet. Super. Yeah. (laughs) Put super on the front of anything. Bigger and better. Yeah. Bigger, better, stronger. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It tells you inherently everything you need to know about this. It's the thing that you're familiar with, but worse. Or bigger, (laughs) like you know, it's more dangerous. It is, uh, I don't know, larger in size and scale. They find this super electromagnet, and a glowy floater comes and tells Leia that Kessel is going to self destruct due to this ancient celestial center point type superpower (laughs) happening in the caves here. And Leia says, Kessel has less than a week to live. And Han and Leia run for the surface. <laughs> they run for their lives. Because that was not an option before when you got caved in. So why is it an option now?
1: Yeah, because when they uh, when uh, they fell, uh, there was a cave-in blocking their
0: exit. Yeah, that was why they went hiking in the first place. Yeah. So, uh, problem solved. <laughs> Cut to Alana waking up from a bad dream that she can't remember. Okay. Not at all ominous. That is the Skywalker blood. We were talking last episode about how she's all feisty and she wants to go on an adventure. And that's your solo blood. Mm-hmm. Now you're having nightmares that you can't remember after making contact with, <laughs> with some unknown entity yeah, some weird thing. that said it can see you or, free, or feel you or whatever. What's your name? Now you're having dreams that are bad that you can't remember. Skywalker blood. You wake up from a bad dream. And then a ground quake. Because... The planets falling apart. Yep, because that
1: cavern that just uh that Leia and Han were just in exploded.
0: Yep. And then Uncle Lando comes to check on her at the end. Yep. So the inside of Kessel's pretty weird, eh? Yeah. It's you know, a- they got ancient, ancient machines like center point, ancient gravity machines. Yeah, and super magnets. Strapped with explosives. Yeah. All all kinds of interesting shit down there, and yet I'm still so bored by these scenes.
1: Yeah. it's. I all, skimmed a bit of it. It's all exploratory. There's nothing... And it's a
0: lot of over-description. Yeah. We talk about this with Aaron Alston sometimes. We're like, he really loves the nitty-gritty technical side of things. And I don't.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not. That's
0: all. Whatever. It's not... He's not wrong for liking it. He's not wrong for writing it and printing it. It's just not my jam. So I'm like, I don't care about... Three paragraphs I got a dog blowing up outside of the backyard. <laughs> I don't care about three paragraphs describing the the size and makeup and orientation of these machines. Although they are very interesting, it's just it's it's overdone. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Chapter eighteen Dorshan Doran. A wind blows and all the Keldor hide inside. Mm-hmm. Because there's a force four storm coming in seven minutes, 180 kilometer hour winds, tornadoes, and lightning. Super specific. Yes, Aaron Alston. Force four storm. Although, this is common on the world of Keldor. They have tremendous, massive thunderstorms and and, and yeah, or uh, we'll say weather events that come out of kind of nowhere. Yeah, they have like minutes
1: to uh, yeah and this is with
0: technology there's a storm coming oh god and so together with some keldor luke and ben hide in the uh what is it in the sages temple yep and uh they watch a home get shredded by tornadoes and everybody hopes uh, so i hope they were uh, i hope they got downstairs yeah (laughs) i hope they they were in their basement levels (laughs) (laughs) that's just the morning by mid-afternoon Luke has mastered dead brain Mm -hmm. and asks Ben if he'd like to attend that previously mentioned ritual suicide from last episode. (laughs) And Ben says, the students are sad about it, but the masters are sadder. And this piques Luke Luke's interest. And he says, well, now we gotta go. Yeah. (laughs) Now we definitely have to go attend the suicide because that's a mystery.
1: Yeah. He said the masters feel different. Looks like well, masters are a little more in tune.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh well, yeah, it's expected for the for the younger people to be feeling it more than the masters. And then Ben goes, no, Dad, the masters are feeling it more. Bum bum bum. Yeah. And Luke's like, we gotta go. Yeah, this something's not feeling right. And so they go. We cut to ritual suicide at nightfall. Storm in the morning. Mastery in the afternoon, self-murder by night. (laughs) The guy literally just lays down and dies. And then they come over and put a casket on top of him that seals the platform he was on as the bottom of the casket. They lift the whole thing up, and they light him on fire. His body is burned. And immediately, Luke hates being lied to. Yeah. (laughs) He has been to a magic show before. (laughs) <laughs> you aren't fucking fooling this guy. He turns to Ben and he says, he didn't die and they didn't cremate him. Ben says, huh? <laughs> whoa, 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 what? Anyways, it's Luke and Ben sneaky Jedi spy time. Exciting. Mm-hmm. They infiltrate the uh, the chamber where the ceremony was held and they're like flipping in the dark and jumping on uh, wall ledges. And da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, they're did, doing some uh, some Jedi shit. Yeah, together. Yeah. Uh, instead of, you know, the whole last series, I'll do it myself where A Ben was like, "Don't talk to me, dad." And B his dad was like, "I don't want to talk to your best friend, so I'm not going to talk to any of you." Yeah. Now they're together. And they find a trap door where the not dead dude laid down, which leads to a room with him mistress of the Baron Sages T. Lamong and a bunch of silver tubes that I bet are about to any moment now the masters lowered the lid on him too and shoved him into the railed tunnel any second now I knew we were going in another fucking hole down another what is that called roller coaster yep we've been here before we've done this before we're doing it again and we cut to the mines of Kessel as Luke. Well, I guess I should describe Luke and Ben climb into these silvery coffins and are shoved on rails down a hole. Yeah. And off they go. Off they go. And then we cut to the mines of Kessel. Lando just picks up Han and Leia. And why is this not the start of the next chapter? Yep. So dumb. So dumb. Five sentences at the end of at the end of chapter eighteen has to be lead us into chapter nineteen. The minds of Kessel. Look where we are. Exactly where we just left off. But minutes later.
1: Yeah, minutes later.
0: Oh, we talked about everything. Cool. What the fuck is that doing at the end of the last chapter? That's just. That seems like. Trying too hard, to to split your shit up in interesting ways. To split your script up. Yeah, trying too hard and you're just like, oh, I'll just tag this at the end of this chapter. And then uh, it leads us into the next chapter. Uh, no, you don't, I don't need that. I don't want that. I don't nah, want
1: that. just put it on the front of the next chapter.
0: Have a clean finish to the story that you're telling in chapter 18. Clean finish with Luke and Ben. And then chapter 19 starts, uh what the fuck? Who cares? But what the fuck? Anyways, look where we are. The Mines of Castle. Mm-hmm. And we're all settled down. And Han and Leia are meeting with Tendra and Lando, trying to figure out how to save Kessel. The plan? Wildfire fighting strategy, essentially. Yep. Blow up some of the ancient ruined super electromagnet rooms intentionally to break the spread of the earthquake.
1: Yeah, so they don't all blow up at once.
0: Excuse me, ground quakes.
1: Because this is not Earth. It's not Earth. The, the Kessel quakes.
0: Han and Leia are just saving planets now. No big deal. No. Friends and family be damned. We already covered all that, sorta. They uh,
1: they took what they learned from the uh, the Kashik fires and are using it on Kessel now.
0: Yeah, and then we cut back to beneath Doran, where two hours and five minutes in a silver bullet coffin down into the planet core, <laughs> the planet core. Anyways, uh, Luke and Ben emerge to be told by the Keldors to pick new names because you're dead now. Yep. There's no getting out. Bye. Okay.
1: (laughs) That would have been good information before they went down there, I
0: think. And they meet with um, what they're looking for, well, what Luke expected to find, which is the dude, the master who taught Jason, who supposedly died and passed on, has moved underground and claimed a new name, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce or give it the time of day. But this old bastard, Coro Zeal, taught Jason his magic tricks. And he tells Luke and Ben, they're dead. And his now his name, pick a new name. My new name is Hora Fucking Awful. Yeah. But you guys don't have to pick a name that bad. P.S. You can never leave. Yeah, it's too far. Here's a question for you. Mm. You think they're going to leave?
1: Well, they're gonna try to eventually. Do you think they're in
0: any danger at all? No. No. It's the first book. Not yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> Not, you know. Nobody's gonna die till at least book five. Yeah. But serious. All in all seriousness, this is like so empty stakes. Yeah. The, the only stakes really are: do you get whatever unknown information you can about Jason? But the thing is, we don't even know what that information is. So we wouldn't even know if we did or didn't get it, really, other than Luke's lie detector.
1: Yeah. Sense. How badly are you going to piss off the Keldor for, for leaving? It Maybe if, they had, if he had written in, Luke worried about how they're going to get out?
0: Yeah, I guess, right? Maybe. That would put some tension in there, because he is not <laughs> concerned at all. No. And neither is Ben, because of his father's... Just a... Uh, example.
1: Yeah, his calmness and his sure So,
0: I don't know. They're not... I... You can never leave! Yeah, okay. Got <laughs> Cut to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. <laughs> where Techly, one of my favorite Jedi... I don't know if you remember her from... I think she was featured pretty strong in some NJO books. Yeah. But she's the Chadra fan. A.K.A. Cute Puppy Mogwai. Mm-hmm. If anybody doesn't know what a Mogwai is, it's before the Gremlins... Get wet. Don't get them wet. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh... It's it's the pre-wet version of Grandma. It's a really cute, fluffy, long-eared puppy guy.
1: Kind of looks like a Furby.
0: So anyways, this Jedi <laughs> barges into Jaina's room saying, Seth Helen, the sick Jedi that has the same problem that Valen had, according to Han and Leia, who they came across him in the book Millennium Falcon when they were on the Millennium Falcon, finding out about the Millennium Falcon, Seth Helen is casing the prison where Valen is, so let's definitely kidnap him. Cut to The Kidnapping <laughs> Team, starring Jaina Jag Tahiri and Winter Kelchu. Yeah. Jaina's old babysitter.
1: Yeah. Uh, Winter. Why her? I don't know, but Winter's real old.
0: Yeah, she's very. Well, she's super old, but she's like, you know. Ma- lifetime master spy as all yeah. all the friends of the Solos and Skywalkers are. And she's a
1: weird weird race too because she doesn't look old. Like she's as old as Han at least.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean she was babysitting as kids.
1: And she knew Han and well, not, I
0: mean that doesn't mean you have to be the same She way. knew
1: Han when he was 18. Yeah. So she's old. From the Han Solo trilogy. But that I she's
0: read. tagged up with these three youngins. Yep. And Something to note here, P.S., Jag, somebody says the Imperial Remnant, and Jag corrects them to Galactic Empire. Yes. And I'm sure that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I read it twice. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) I read it twice. That can't be good. uh, uh, Galactic politically. Geopolitically. How would you say that?
1: Yeah. It's bad. Gala It's it's bad. It's, it's a bad, song. It's bad.
0: <laughs> when you're when you're switching from Imperial Remnant, you know, of course insinuating we are the leftovers. Yes. To Galactic Empire, which carries the connotation of we are the leaders. Mm-hmm. We are the empire. We aren't just some See, the just, remnant of such.
1: Just just Imperials are just empires. Imperial Remnant remnant is negative in for the Imperials, and Galactic Empire is negative for the
0: galaxy. For the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's bad news. I'm sure it's fine, though. Yeah. yeah. And so, they Jack, chat D. Jag won't let anything go bad. Yeah, no. Jag's cool. Right? He couldn't possibly ever be outmaneuvered by... <laughs> corrupted in an any entire, way. An <laughs> entire yeah, corrupt uh, bunch of individuals that he ra- uh, lords over. Uh, yeah. but they don't... He was given... That leadership, and they don't accept that leadership. I'm
1: yeah, sure. they don't. They don't appreciate
0: no, it. No, it's fine. They chat details and resources. Then Jane and Jag make relationship jokes that weird out Winter and Tahiri. And chapter twenty <laughs> starts in the minds of Kessel. Two days later, they're trying to blow the super bombs up via the always deadly YVH droid. There's caverns all under Kessel. Scattered across the whole planet, filled with this ancient machinery that's like a giant super electromagnet radar dish that sucks all the massive architecture into it and then explodes with some sort of unknown explosive.
1: Yeah, barrels or something. They said so it's they barrels or something. They don't
0: know. Nope. So we'll send in the YVH droids and, and try and blow them up. Uh, rockets, no good. Thermal detonators work, though. So we'll just refit all of our ships to file thermal detonators. Easy peasy. That's mm-hmm. the plan. Put them on the Falcon. Put them on the Lady Luck, I think, one of Lando's ships. Yeah, his yacht. Yeah, we'll just fit them to shoot thermal detonators, you know? Timed mines, not proximity, though. Timed mines. We were just talking about this the other day. Yes. and Goldeneye, proximity mines are the bomb. Yeah,
1: time mines were the worst. Time
0: mines were the worst. But in this scenario,
1: they can't use remote because of the electromagnetic
0: blobs. interference. Yeah. You can't use proximity mines because of the blobby, glowy boys, blobbers mm-hmm. turning things off and on. Yeah. And so you got to put a timer on it because a timer can't be disrupted. If you make it mechanically, Lando's. Yes, yeah. right. They're going to make an old,
1: like, clock. Yeah, tick tick, 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 tick. Little tick, gears tick, inside. Tick, tick,
0: and then we'll just try to blow up certain parts of the planet so we don't break the entire thing into pieces. Yeah. P.S. We're still on it while we're doing this. I I what thought that too. Though I thought that too. You can't do this from orbit. You can't monitor this from the ship, feet above the of above the surface of Castle. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna <laughs> sit in a building. That's <laughs> a fucking. Of the that's not
1: far from the mine shaft either so stupid
0: anyways <laughs> bombs versus mushrooms and ancient tech and glowies, and yet i still don't care get to alana <laughs> that's the only person i care about in these haunted and leia scenes and this little trip out to out to the ma i'm just like show me what that little kid is like
1: yeah and what was talking to her i mean i want to know that- about that
0: doesn't hurt that she had the most interesting thing happen to her Yeah. in this travel. Uh, well, you know, to be said, Han and Leia, I mean, they, they did some cool things down in the caves, but I just don't care because again, it's like, they're not going to lose. Mm-hmm. All right. What's what worst case scenario? Castle gets destroyed. Oh yeah. And there's no stakes. There was a cave in that they couldn't get out of. And then they just got out of it. <laughs> Well,
1: we picked him up. Yeah, they found another exit or something because they had to travel somewhere to pick him up on the surface or something.
0: but like, you know, that only becomes an option when we need it. Yeah. To sweep the fucking story forward. Uh, I just don't care about them because there's no risk. And then the Ben and Luke thing, I can't care about that beyond the mystery. Same thing with the Hanalei thing. I'm interested in the mystery of what are these machines and what is this ancient celestials thing that he mentioned? I'm interested in Luke and Ben. Like what is this fake death thing in this underground, uh, conclave of Baron Doe sages that yeah. secretly rule the world or and
1: learning what, what Jason learned and yeah, where and when Jason, yeah. you know?
0: And then I'm also into the mystery of what is happening with Valen and like the, the, the impact of the Jedi order versus the, government right now yeah that's interesting all this
1: setup is kind of
0: yeah i guess there shouldn't be high stakes not yet but we're also two-thirds three-quarters of the way through this book something has to happen sometime soon luke got prosecuted and exiled in the beginning of the book like there was a trial yeah but other than that there's been very little action of impact like uh Actions, Action with consequences.
1: Yeah, them chasing Valen, that was through the city. Yeah, and it's like, you know
0: they're going to get him. Yeah. He's not going to get away, because right away they're like, oh, yeah, we got a hole in his cockpit, so he can't fly to space. They're like, oh, we're going to get him then. There's a hundred Jedi here. Yeah. They could probably fucking stack on each other's shoulders and (laughs) catch him on the way out to atmosphere, pull him back down. Yeah, whatever. There's just very little stakes for everything. And the Alana thing. Get to Alana, all right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, cut uh, cut to uh, after that little diatribe. The caves of Doran. Caves. We move from the mines to the caves. And fuck me, man. So bored. That's the other part of it. I'm bored with this repetitive B- background. This repetitive scenery. This yeah. Everything's happening in a fucking hole. <laughs> And we did that so much in the last series.
1: Yeah, you can only make caves and caverns and tubes and tunnels so. You can add. They can
0: only be so different.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can add extra stuff that's inside them, but that's about exactly. it.
0: Exactly. And then, you know, so the difference is this cave has ancient technology in it, this cave has ancient aliens in it. Caves, mines, holes, fucking whatever. The dude who didn't die, former Charcy Saul, now dead as Zveno Chara. Yeah, calls himself Chara. Calls himself Chara. He changed his name from Charse to Chara. The other guy changed his name from Koro Zil to Ka, Yeah.
1: Also the fucking also uh, known as the Hidden Drums. <laughs> also known as the hidden one.
0: Yes, the hidden one. Now that's good. Yes. I can get down with that. Yeah. But he had like four apostrophes in his name. Why would you pick that? And two dashes. You get, you get to pick your own name. pick something better. This guy decides I'm a big fan of six foot seven Boston Bruins defenseman, Zdeno O'Jara. So he changes his name and he tells Ben and Luke what the hell is happening down here. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, so "I'm gonna summarize this uh, little quote here. When the Emperor did his Order 66 and killed all the Jedi, we got scared and built a secret Order in an apocalypse bunker, yeah, in a fallout shelter.
1: That's exactly what they did
0: to save our information. Yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah,
1: draw that parallel. That's what
0: it, that's what it was. yeah. It's yeah. exactly what it was. It was is. like, oh, we thought all of the Jedi were just gone, and we were scared." That the Emperor was just going to come find other Force users and we were just going to be wiped out. And all of our, you know, generations of information was going to be gone. So we built this underground layer to protect our education, our tradition, our special ways of using the Force. Yeah. In a secret underground bunker. <laughs> 20 flowers below sea
1: level. Yeah, two hours down.
0: Two and a half hours down a silver bullet roller coaster. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. P.S., our leader, the hidden one, can blow up that tunnel anytime. So, seriously, you guys can't leave ever, ever, ever. If you try to leave, he'll blow up the tunnel. And then, oh well, you're already dead. So, just de- resign yourself to the fact that you don't exist anymore on the surface of the planet. Uh, You're never leaving. And if you try to, you'll get blown up. So, goodbye. Okay. Okay, Tim. I guess Luke and Ben are dead.
1: Yeah. Because it's too far away. Even a force user. It's 200 miles or something.
0: Two and a half hours in a fucking magnet rocket. Yep. That probably goes a billion kilometers an hour. (laughs) So, you're in the planet core. And uh, you're dead. So, hello, not Luke. And hello, not Ben. Cut to Coruscant. Where Jaina and Jag are chatting. The horns are trying real hard to free Valen, they're talking about. Legally. In all Mm the legal ways. And then uh, Jag and Jaina trick the government observer that Jaina has assigned to her. Oh, we're in bed. I'll kill you if you come in here. Diplomatic immunity. (laughs) Yeah. But they're not really there. They're on a stakeout for Seth Helen. I'll blow your head off and I'll have diplomatic immunity after. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And this scene is just... Hey, look at them being a couple and stuff. Eh? Like, Yeah, that's cool. I dig it. It's, you know, it's the kind of thing I normally would complain about <laughs> because it's not necessary. It doesn't really move the plot forward. But I'm just so happy that she picked one. Yes. Have a relationship with, with a person too. like you're a 32 year old woman. She
1: picked Jag and guess who hasn't been in the books. Zach, yeah, Zach, exactly. not
0: once. He, as far as we know, dude, is still it's, lost he's gone. in the transitory mist. For years, yeah. Ah! Whoa! <laughs> oh, yeah. my God, for years? Yeah. Where is Zach? Yeah. Oh, wow. You just blew my mind. With, with my help, of course. Anyways. Yeah. You know. My God. I like. Teamwork. I like ja- uh, Jane and Jag. I like them together. And... Uh, I especially like this dynamic of he is now the leader of the empire, (laughs) you know, like she is the sort of one of the, uh, one of the idolistic figureheads of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. She's a a Skywalker solo and he is the impromptu, unwanting leader of the empire. Yes. And they are together. That's just kind of,
1: That's a a lot of power.
0: That's a fun thread to tie those two things together. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, as mentioned earlier, their personal dedications to other things are going to complicate their relationship with each other. And I'm into that. But right now, uh, use it to the best of your ability. I have diplomatic immunity. If you come in here, I'm trying to bang this woman. I'll kill you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, they're not there.
1: Yeah. It's linked through her, linked to her.
0: They're just somewhere watching uh, uh, Seth Helen on remote TV.
1: Yeah, at the prison or something. Yeah,
0: he's, he, he's got some part-time job where he's hanging around outside the prison and stuff. It's very suspicious, so Jag and Winter go underground. Now, this worries me. When you tag an obscure fifth-tier t- character with a second tier character who's going to be important to the narrative, I worry for her red shirt life. Yes. That's what this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because wouldn't that just complicate the Jedi order even more, you know, to have a family friend of the Skywalkers and Solos and like uh, lifetime spy and, and wife of war hero, Taiko Kelchu and stuff like that to have her just absently killed in an accident where the jedi are trying to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Like they they're not they should not be I mean case in point, Jane is hiding from her observer. They should not be doing this shit that they're doing here, especially tagged up with Jag and the Empire.
1: What they should so do worries is show a little bit of compliance and say, "Hey, we found this guy right. to the government and then work together." But
0: the problem is, you know you'll never get him back. Yeah, They took Valen, they literally came into your house and took him away and then froze him in carbonite. Same thing's going to happen and you're never going to get the answers that you want, right? Mm -hmm. And so, Jag and Winter go underground outside Valen's prison and now all three plots are officially taking place underground! And instead of being annoyed at this moment when I was reading it, I decided, let's think is this symbolic in some way where everybody
1: it's all secrets, man.
0: Luke is exiled and everybody is forced underground in some way. Oh, you know, like that kind of thing also. I don't know because there's gotta be something. You don't accidentally throw three story arcs underground, right? No. You don't, that's not accidental unless that's the only shit this guy can write (laughs) because we spent a lot of time underground all over the Star Wars books, but there's no way like that has to be, no, it has to have some sort of symbolic significance. All
1: three at the same time are underground, not just at different points in the story. All three at the same time.
0: Yeah. And then why, (laughs) you know, what does that mean? Is this uh is this the um, evidence of of what's gonna happen with the Jedi going forward? Uh, you know everything's gonna have to be sneaky underground stuff. Mm-hmm. You know we're gonna have to solve all of our problems in hiding and secret, kind of like you were saying. I I was flipping through uh, all the Legacy of the Force books yesterday, looking for my secret tags, where I I put I put like um little post-it notes on the books for things that I want to read during the podcast. And as we were going through them, I was like, Oh, I think this might pertain to the next series. And I put a little hidden tag in the books. I went through all of them yesterday and I was like, Nope, don't think so. But one of them, (laughs) one of them was interesting. Jason. In revelation, about halfway through the book, thinking about how he's going to have to get rid of Niathal eventually. And thinking about how, Luke is a pain in his ass. And he th- thinks specifically, I wish Luke would just do me a favor and exile himself. <laughs> oh. And I was like, that's some nice little foreshadowing. Yes, Cause I'm sure, you know, by the time you're wrapping up books, eight and nine to print, you know, what's coming. In the yeah. Series, you've you've started how you're going to kick things off. Right. So I was like, that's some nice foreshadowing. And then I'm just this underground thing. It's got to have some sort of meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, and it must be maybe not foreshadowing, but it must be setting something, setting a tone for the series. Right. Because like I said, you don't accidentally put three story arcs underground. That doesn't happen accidentally. So like this prison break thing could just as easily be a tower heist on Coruscant. You know, Luke and Ben could be anywhere. They don't have to be underground. Yeah. But everybody is under the ground with. Well, the Seth Helen thing is not quite reached this uh, this level yet. But for the other two, the threat is death underground and no escape. Yeah. And everybody's telling you death and no escape. Like, especially Luke and Ben specifically. They're like, hey, you're dead. Yeah. And you can't leave, Yeah, you know? So maybe that's like the heaviest hand of what this imagery is supposed to be, but they're kind of all. Yeah. Like you said, hidden away.
1: Yeah. It's doing,
0: doing what they're doing
1: all has to do with secretive things. All of it. Seth's Seth's secrets of trying to break into the prison. Yeah, apparently, secrets, secrets, secrets. We don't true. we don't know exactly why. They're theorizing that it's to get Valen out.
0: Yeah, they're thinking him, the two of them are suffering from the same thing, so Seth Helen would be like, "That's the one Jedi I can count on." He thinks everybody else is a fucking replacement too. Yeah, so he's they think he's trying to break the, him out, so they're gonna kidnap him instead, but. Keep it in mind. Moving forward, there must be a reason why everything is underground. At, yeah. the, at, at the you know at the uh, end of the second act of this book, or beginning of the third act, I should say. It's got to be a reason. Mm-hmm. But, Jag and Winter head underground, and wouldn't you know it? It takes them quote half an hour's exploration to find evidence of Seth Helen. Why, again, are we using the exact phrase half yeah. an hour later? Yeah. Why again? And now that I'm in my conspiracy mode of everybody's underground on purpose, four times we're using this exact same transition between paragraphs? Four times, man? The se- If this, I swear to God, if this half an hour shit isn't the secret key to explain the ending... Of this nine book series being foreshadowed right now over and over in the very beginning of this. I swear to God, I will pretend to kill myself in a cave or a mine. I swear to God. Fair enough. Pretend to kill myself.
1: Yes, yes. Thank you for pretending. Just pretending. Yeah.
0: But seriously, why half an hour (laughs) and why is everything underground? Why are these two things being repeated over and fucking over again?
1: Well, you're going to enjoy later when we're playing D&D and you guys are underground.
0: Half an hour. <laughs> yeah, just make sure every room is a half hour transition. It's a hike.
1: Yeah, yeah. Floaty, glowy things pop up. A little bit later, they, they get to where they're looking for.
0: Either way, I can't believe you keep saying the same thing over and over. But turns out, Seth... Which is so hard to say.
1: Yeah. It's saying
0: my son's name with a terrible speech impediment. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I almost said Seth, by the way. It's so hard.
0: Seth found a secret entrance to the prison. In a tunnel, of course, of Mm -hmm. forcing Course. Mm -hmm. That's a a little swear I just made up there. (laughs) (laughs) So, the plan is to trap Seth Helen in his own trap tunnel. Yep, follow him in. We follow him into the tunnel and then we snatch him up because it's a dead end. What could possibly go wrong?
1: You're all going to get arrested because you're breaking
0: into the prison. Find out next week when we cover Fate of the Jedi, book one, Outcast, chapters 21 through 24. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Mines and tunnels and caves. Oh my fucking god! I get it already.
1: More tunnels. That was like kind of like the
0: Wizard of Oz, but yeah, I got it. Angry. Thank you. All right. <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercannonpodcast at gmail Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at jplazer. Check us out.